0: Hello and a warm welcome once again to Nightlight. My guest on the show with me today is Mungu Jakisa Jackson, who's just returned to Uganda from Bunia in the Eastern Congo. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Jakisa, welcome to Nightlight. So nice to have you back with us on the show once again after some time. We've known each other for more than 20 years. You were my guest a few times on the live show I hosted here in Kampala on Alpha FM. But this is your first time on our international edition of Nightlight. So maybe you could start by introducing yourself
1: to our international listeners. Thank you, Simon. By the name, I'm known as Mungo by nationality, uh, a Congolese and I've been a missionary for over 20 years and I love the Lord so much and that is what always pushes me to be out there to share the same love with other people who don't know Jesus yet and I'm very grateful to be here again on this program so we can share our various experiences and see how much the Lord is doing. Out there, when we're out there trying to spread the gospel. Well, let's start with the song. This is
0: one we recorded at our studio about 20 years ago. The same time we met Jakisa, and this will set the tone for today's interview. Written and produced by Andrew V. This is Koessa with Soldier Boy.
2: To join a supposed liberation post My age of 12 didn't matter I was just a cheap resource I was How should I have known the difference After all I was just a
0: that song was recorded 20 years ago, Joseph Kony and his LRA rebels were perpetrating unspeakable atrocities in the north of Uganda, which went on for many years. But now, thanks. And when that song was recorded, Joseph Kony and his... And when that song was recorded 20 years ago, Joseph Kony and his LRA rebels were perpetrating unspeakable atrocities in northern Uganda, which they did for many years after that, but thank God in recent years they have enjoyed peace in that region. But some of the countries bordering Uganda, like South Sudan, Burundi, and Eastern Congo, are still experiencing terrible insecurity. Our guest on the show today, is Jakisa. And Jakisa, you just come back from Bunia in eastern Congo, where you've been living in a situation of extreme insecurity and danger. Before you talk about Bunia and your time there, first, tell us about what took you to Congo this last time that you went in.
1: This last time, the first thing is uh, has missionaries, We preach the gospel, and sometimes we love to prove the gospel we're preaching into action, which means we have to show God's love into action. That is why, because Congo has been through a lot for so many years from the time it used to be Zaire, when they had to make an end to Mobutu's regime. That was in 1996, when the war started into Zaire, and until Mobutu was out in 1997 right so from that time you find Congo many people lost their lives and you find the numbers of orphans there are so many and the number of also widows are so many and displaced people Mm -hmm. and after Mobutu there have been so many rebellions in the DRC apart from the rebellions there were even civil war Mm -hmm. tribes fighting against tribes so a lot of confusion which cause a lot of death in Congo. So what we do as missionary, we try to help those people as much as we can with the least we have in our hand to help those orphans and widows and also some displaced people. Mm-hmm. Because you find, of course, there are so many international NGOs. What they do, they just do the uh, the physical side of it. It means they can give for them food, and then they don't care what is happening with their. Spirit, if they are not happy or they are happy or if they are traumatized. So we take that part, apart from helping the physical side of it, we also focus on the spiritual side of it. Mm -hmm. It means we try to bring hope into those people. Mm -hmm. That is why we have named our organization "Their Hope Found. It means we have to help those people to find the hope they had lost. Mm -hmm. So we teach them, we counsel them, and we help them to heal from that trauma and the pain they've been going through. Yes. This is the experience. So it keeps me all the time, even though it is very risky and dangerous into the DRC. So we keep on being there for them. And also that they can know God who is there with them. Because God cannot come into the physical for them. So we are there to reflect God's love so they can feel the presence of God around them. Mm -hmm. and also this time that is what the same had to go Mm -hmm. we found even sometimes because now many people were running from different villages around bunia town because bunia is like the headquarter of the province Mm -hmm. where the governor lives so people are running there for the safety Mm -hmm. so now we find that the number of people flooding into bunia it is too high because it is not safe in the in the villages Mm -hmm. And uh, those malicious people, they are killing so many people in the village, burning houses. In one day or one night, you can hear they've burnt in a village maybe more than 200. Gosh. And how many people are dying? It is horrible. Mm-hmm. And so now we are trying to be there to try to welcome those people and try to talk to them, try to encourage them and point them to God who cannot mm-hmm. fail them. Mm-hmm. Because the angels they can give, but the funding can stop. Mm-hmm. And if the funding stops, then it means the hope is gone. So now we take them beyond that help. It means they have to be satisfied, first of all, in the spirit. Mm. Because Jesus said, whoever will drink from this water will not thirst again. Mm. So we try to bring them not to thirst for help. So that is the big challenge, which brings me all the time into Congo, and also because those militia, militias they are destroying plants and are blocking roads, so food cannot come into Bunia. I had the mind of entering the forest, where I thought it was a bit, uh, it was a bit safe, mm-hmm. and then use pygmies to to cultivate and to grow food and to distribute for those people. Mm-hmm. Because if you say to buy food, it is very expensive. So growing food, we put less money, but we produce much to distribute Mm -hmm. for many people. So that was what took me into the forest. Mm -hmm. But again, when I was in the forest, the same story happened around the forest. There was some civil war breaking in, and then all the time, it was so, so risky. Mm -hmm. You see people being killed, and no one is there to defend, and no one is there even to investigate Mm -hmm. how many people are killed. Mm So that is where we really always pray for uh, the GRC, mm. for the government, God to really stand and give wisdom to the president and even to the governors and even for the army to really, God to really come and stand with them and give them his own love mm. for the population and also to have the passion, to work into the passion to serve the country. Mm. Otherwise, Congo needs prayer. So many people are dying day after day. You've had some of your own relatives killed. Uh, just in one month, I lost all, almost like 11, 12. So sorry. 12, 12 uh, family members. Because now you find when you're in the town, you are safe. Mm-hmm. You move out of the town to your garden, and then you are being killed. Mm. And you cannot stay in the house without food, mm. which means you are forced to go and check on your on your plants yes. to harvest something. And now those people, they're always outside. They are waiting for people. Mm. They've given you a chance to starve and die. Mm. But if you you want to, to, to survive and you want to go out, then they're waiting for you to kill you. Mm. So this is the challenge which people are facing in Tokongo. Congo. Mm-hmm. And now with the coronavirus, then you find it makes it even more complicated. Mm. It is more complicated. Is there coronavirus there? Ituri until now... They are saying it is coronavirus-free. They are trying to take all the measures needed. But again, we find the populations, they are like people who are really tired of everything. Mm, mm. They are disappointed. Right. When you talk to many people, they feel like they are disappointed by the government, Mm. so they don't like to get any instructions. Mm. And this pushes us again on the other side to see how we can help people because once people they know they have lost their family. Their family members have been killed. Mm -hmm. So they are carrying that spirit of looking for the person who killed their family members. Mm -hmm. And that is the spirit of revenge, which is really now entering in the hearts of so many people. Mm -hmm. And that is what I've been sharing uh, recently about getting out the positive message, Mm -hmm. which can heal them from that trauma, from that bitterness. Because you find people are not really happy people like they used to be. He's starving. He does not have food. And someone is outside there waiting for him to be killed. Mm -hmm. And the government is doing its best, but his best is not good enough to Mm -hmm. protect him. So someone has to defend himself. Mm -hmm. And now we have to try to help those people Mm -hmm. to see how they can trust in the Lord's protection. Mm -hmm. To believe that is a God who's able to protect them. A God who has so, so many promises of protection. Because I've been reading so many verses in the Bible. It says, the Lord shall fight for you and shall hold your peace. Mm -hmm. It is there in the Bible. But how can they know God can fight for them unless they get that message? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He says, these battles are not yours, but mine. Mm -hmm. He said, you leave that room of revenge to me. To me, it is the revenge. So we have that have responsibility to reach those people, Mm. to know that God cannot fail them. Even if the government can be corrupt, even if the government can fail them, Mm. but God cannot fail them. He always has the solution. But God needs them to grow near unto him so even God can come closer to them to give them the help they need. Mm. So that is the responsibility we need to get the message out there. By all means, Mm. we try to teach on the radios, but some people, they don't have radios, Mm. especially those people whom they have lost their houses burned with everything therein. in. Mm-hmm. They don't have radios. They are there in the refugee camps or displaced camps. Mm-hmm. So that is where we think if we could get people out there who mm-hmm. can be able to, to fund the project of recording the Bible mm-hmm. into audios, And then we distribute, even if we can get groups of people, we give them at least one piece of recorded Bible Mm -hmm. into audio. Mm -hmm. It can be a big blessing because it can help them to heal from those traumas, then bitterness, Mm -hmm. and they can be transformed and become new creature Mm -hmm. and different people. Well, the good news is that we have permission to record
0: audio bibles in the major languages of the Democratic Republic of Congo. And we're starting this week with Lingala. And Jikisa is helping us source potential narrators for the recording. And one or two of them will be coming from Bunia. And we've just filmed Jikisa making an appeal for sponsors to fund the recording of four of the major languages from Eastern Congo, which is Nande, Ulur, Lugbare, and Kakwa, and we hope to be able to record those next, along with Congolese Kiswahili. Nightlight.
3: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world.
0: And our guest on Nightlight is Jakisa from the DRC, who's just made it safely out of Bunia, along with three of his children. Before you share more about Bunia, tell us about your mission to the pygmies who live in the rainforest.
1: Yeah, of course, as I've been saying, going into the forest, I had two major reasons to go into the forest. Because one, pygmies are people, many people, they don't think about them much or invest their time to get there and give them the message. Yet, we know the gospel is supposed to be preached into all the world before Jesus returns. And when you take Congo, Congo has a very huge forest. Mm. I think the forest is taking more than half of the country. And there are so many people living in whom most of us who are preaching the gospel, we don't think about them. So I find it an un- honor and privilege to go there and spend time with those people, to give them a chance to have the gospel being preached to them and also to give them access. Like I was saying, we got some donated audio Bible. Mm-hmm. in Kiswahili, in, Ki in the language which pygmies they can understand. Because pygmies, they don't go to school, but they can listen to the message when it is in audio. So... I had to take those ones and spend time with them. I met their chief, talk with their chief, and he was very happy to see if we can even think about that because for them, they just need those people. They're useless. There is no need to waste your time about them. So he has to take us to the forest and also spend time with those pygmies as we are also using them to dig, to cultivate, to grow crops which we we had to again give to donate to to the city for people who are displaced Mm -hmm. so that was the reason why I was there to give out the message on audio Bible and also to work with them hand to hand so they can feel we are one because Jesus came and become one of of us Mm -hmm. he did everything which we are doing he went even to the lake and then be with those fishermen So that is the same thing I had to do so they can know we are one. Mm -hmm. There is no much difference between us and those pygmies. Mm -hmm. And even before the Lord, I know there is no difference. Mm -hmm. Because all of us, once we are saved, we will all reach heaven. So that is why I was there. And the only sad part of it, it was those killings happening around the forest. It was a miracle when you spend one night and you wake up the next morning. Because, first of all, when I came in there, I found that that was Ebola. Mm -hmm. Ebola killing people seriously. Mm -hmm. In a very tiny place, people could die more than even 20. Mm -hmm. And then you wait, maybe the next person is you. Mm -hmm. And also, many people, they don't know how to really take the hygiene rules. Mm -hmm. So we found it was a responsibility, again, to try to explain for people that they should be all the time clean and wash their hands Mm -hmm. And also try not to to hug so much and greet so much. So those were other things which we had to do in there. But what, what other things we had to do, it was at least to stand for them and also to call our co- contacts, to let, like, we have some friends who are in the army to know what is happening in the ground, so at least they can do something about it to stop the killings which was happening there around the forest. Why is there so much killing? Who are these people who are killers? The biggest problem, sometimes we don't think about who are those killers, but with what we think, Congolese problem, it is the wealth, which mm-hmm. is in the Congo. Mm-hmm. These killers are just... Uh, the machines being used by bigger people Mm, mm. so those bigger people they don't like no one to know and no one to say anything about them Mm. but we know there are people using those people Mm. to kill why because the eastern part of congo it is the part which is facing problem Mm. this is the the richest part of congo Mm. and while the place is in confusion those people, they can take whatever they want. They can loot the country. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you are running after your life, so you don't care what those people they are doing behind you. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what is happening, I see. because you find if we need gold, we find it there. We have, need diamonds, we find in Eastern mm-hmm. Congo. We need everything we find in Eastern mm-hmm. Congo. So that is why you find it is really hard for Congo to settle. Mm-hmm. Unless we give it into the Lord and pray Jesus himself to step into the situation, to stop that situation. Mm -hmm. Because now, as the Bible says, at the last days, people will be money lover. They love the money. They love the wealth. And they are ready to do whatever they want to get it. Mm -hmm. That is why they are ordering people, paying boys to kill their own brothers. Mm -hmm. And just imagine, you can just hear maybe they are paying someone $8.00. 8 US dollars but the person can kill like 30 people in one night on that 8 dollars and it is becoming so scary then people you have to leave the area and once you have left the area they take all the gold and anything they want in that area mm-hmm. without anyone to know what happened in that area mm-hmm. so that is exactly what is happening in Congo
3: the light is always on with night light.
0: I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to live in a situation where you could be killed for no reason at any time. And you've had 12 of your family members killed just recently in Bunia. I mean, even in the Great Tribulation, I don't think it could be worse with chaos and slaughter and killing all around you. And yet the grace of God has kept you and was
1: with you. It was not an easy, easy time to be in there because first of all, we have children Mm -hmm. and once we have children, it means we have the responsibility to watch over those children and our wives and our old, like my mom, she's now 92 years old. So you feel that responsibility to be there for them Mm -hmm. and to watch over them. Mm -hmm. Though God also is watching over them, but in case of there is anything, you are the first person they can call Mm -hmm. said, Hey, this is happening this way. So you find youth they organize themselves. that they are, they are not supposed to spend night in the house. Mm-hmm. It means they have to be out there waiting for those people mm-hmm. and to know what is happening, and then be on alert mm-hmm. in case of any problem. Then all the youth has to go and face it. Mm-hmm. So you find it was not. It was just a miracle. Spending one night from six p.m. up to six a.m. Mm-hmm. in Congo, it was a big miracle. You wake up like this and said, "Thank God." That is where you find many people, people they really pray because they know without prayer, mm-hmm. they cannot make it. Mm-hmm. Without prayer, you even find your mind is being transformed because of negativity. Mm-hmm. Because all the news you hear, it is just killings. Mm-hmm. What you see, it is just bloody. So because of this, it, it pushes people to really get more desperate. Mm-hmm. Congo people, they, re- they are really desperate. Mm-hmm. They really need uh, the word of God to really refresh their mind, their spirit. Mm-hmm. Even myself, when I when I managed to make it into Uganda, mm-hmm. for the whole one week, two weeks, I was like my head was busting because mm-hmm. I had sleepless night from month to month. Mm-hmm. You don't spend night mm-hmm. during day you try to sleep but you cannot fully sleep because sometimes mm-hmm. problem comes. They call you said this is happening so you have to wake up and go and face it. And also people they know we we are listened by authorities. Mm-hmm because sometimes they capture the people and that they say this person also is a malicious. And then they come for, for the approval to you they, mm-hmm. because they know people are there, they call us all pastors. They mm-hmm. said, hey, you go and ask pastor if that, that person is a good person or is the wrong person. Mm-hmm. If he's the wrong person, then the person is, is killed on the mm-hmm. spot. So you find all the time you're on alert. Mm-hmm. It is very tiresome. Mm-hmm. So it was a big miracle when I stepped into Uganda. Too. It was like you're entering a paradise where at least you, you can finally rest. You can mm-hmm. finally at least be normal. Yeah. It is an appeal. We really need people to really pour their hearts for Congo. Mm-hmm.
0: And the situation is very underreported. I guess no reporters would dare to go there. So it's a situation that people are not aware of.
1: What is making it more complicated because the government does not want people to know. Journalists, they are not allowed to get the news anyhow. People are not allowed even to take pictures. Mm-hmm. So sometimes even other pictures we get from our friends who are soldiers who are out there on the battlefield. Yeah. So they take the pictures on their phones, then they send said this is what is happening. You pray for us. So it is very hard for the world to really know exactly what is happening with Congo. Mm-hmm. But if everything was in light, exposed, we think maybe Congo would have got some solutions. Yeah. But once everything it is in dark, mm-hmm. and the world thinks is. People sometimes we get news from those friends who are soldiers mm-hmm. when they said uh they are saying they are disappointed by other high rank commanders because we are fighting to stop it and they give you order, don't. Mm-hmm. So you get so confused. Mm-hmm. And in that way it is very hard to stop it. Mm-hmm. But when we come back again to the Lord, mm-hmm. we know they can be corrupt. But Jesus cannot be corrupt. Mm-hmm. And Jesus can stand like he stood in front of Saul in the way to Damascus mm-hmm. and can stop them from those things. Mm-hmm. That is the only key to the solution which we are trying to bring the message to, for many Congolese to get out that spirit of bitterness. Mm-hmm. But they should go and pour their heart before the Lord mm-hmm. who cannot fail them. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said, for all of those who lay their hope on me, they will never be disappointed. So that is the message we're trying to get out there on radios and also on TV. Yes, you told me that there's a Christian radio station in
0: Bunia that you teach on and they also play the Daily Mights every morning. Yeah,
1: they always play Daily Might. People they love your message, Simon. They always listen to it. Because now you find many Congolese they speak they, they speak English. Mm-hmm. And in Congo right now, if you you don't know English, it is very hard to get a job. Mm-hmm. So it is pushing people to really learn English. Mm-hmm. And there are so many international NGOs in, on the ground. Mm-hmm. They like to hear that message because mm-hmm. they always play it very early in the morning. Then it gives people the hope for the day, mm-hmm. to face the day when at least they're brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shining bright in the dark night,
3: you're listening to Night
0: Tell us about some of the miracles that you have experienced amidst all of this.
1: I mean, it sounds like a miracle that you even survived. Yeah, I can even say when I was traveling, we traveled when I was going into the DRC, I traveled on convoy of two. We are only two. Mm-hmm. And then there was another driver. He saw me putting my seatbelt mm-hmm. in. So I said, no, this is too dangerous because, you know, Once you find them, you have to jump off the steering and run. I said, no. Before I left, I had to pray. And I know the Lord's angel already ahead of me. And of course, I said, if you're fearing, then you have to be behind me. I drove and we found the roadblock. They had put a big stick on the road. So when I came, I just stopped right to the the wall, to that stick. And I had to talk to them and something amazing which when many of us christians we don't know who we are Mm. because actually what i have discovered we are not only we Mm. (laughs) but it is jesus in us Mm. when i reached those people they were like powerless Mm -mm. i just talked to them Mm. i said look what you're doing is good but it could be better if this stick was not here. (laughs) (laughs) So if the problem is money, maybe at least you should not scare us. Mm. You could at least remove the stick and when someone, you need help, if you need money, at least you can tell people you need money. Mm. But once you put this one, it is very scary. And sometimes, maybe even you, you are my relatives, you never know. <laughs> yeah, so they really laughed and they, <laughs> they really laughed. And then they said, Okay, fine, now we'll be asking for money because we need money for our survival in the bush. Mm. So I gave them some little money and then they left us to go. <laughs> and even once I was in the forest, it was the same thing. Mm. They came in, they bet everyone. And then once they came on me, and then everyone said, No, that is a pastor. And they had to pay respect to the pastor. They did not touch me. So there is a lot of things. Once we are really giving ourselves to the Lord, then it is not us who are living, but it is Christ himself living in us. And he has the power over those dark spirits. And it is what has made me to survive all that time. Because even when when I left the forest, only from the forest to reach Bunia, it was a big miracle. Because you come to here, you get roadblocks. And then that roadblocks, some people that are being killed. Mm-hmm. And then when they see you, they said, okay, you, you fast passed. You fast passed. That is the how I survived until I reached Bunia. Mm-hmm. But many people we had left with them, they did not make it up to Bunia.
3: It's never completely
0: dark when you're listening to Nightlight.
1: Night uh, a lot of things God really did for me even when I reached Bunia. Within a month, six times... Uh, people try to enter my house, and when those people they enter the house, the only thing they can do it is to lo- to slaughter the whole family. But we thank God because God has been so faithful unto His promise to keep us. And in many cases, you could find those people are being captured just by our neighbors and the youth around without even my notice. So all those things we should not, we could not take it for granted. They were just miracles from from God. And also when I was planning to to come back to Uganda, I remember when we were to be in the convoy to come this way. And in that convoy, there was even the convoy of some authorities. There were the ministers and some people who were the bosses of the different territories. So they were also in the convoy. So we were ambushed and people were shot, killed. But we, our vehicle, were not touched, which means it was God's protection for us, which we cannot take for granted. So though we had to return back, but at least we could thank the Lord for keeping us safe and not to get the, the shot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things God always does for his people, when people, they can trust him, mm-hmm. and when people, they can really be close to him. Uh, like I was saying, we have a lot of, wonderful promises in the Bible. Though it is time of the end and there are a lot of horrible things happening in Congo with these killings, but around the globe, there's even coronavirus, which is really killing so many people. But as long as we keep on remaining so close to the Lord... The Lord can be so faithful and can protect us and keep us safe. And also we can be the sample of his power and of his protection for the rest of the world. And we can help many other people. Like when I was in Congo, in many cases, sometimes people, they they think only you, you have a right connection with God. So they come and ask you, what next? What can we do? And only this, you can be able to tell them. Once you are very close to the Lord, so for all our listeners out there, please keep close to the Lord, get as much word of God to keep your spirit refreshed and strong, because unless you do you don't do this and then you, you can drawn you can be drawn with the whole rest of the world, which like in Congo, like I was saying, so many people now, they are very sad people, unhappy people angry people why because of what is happening around them so our appeal also on the other side is to pray for this country that God can save this country that God can intervene and also in the meantime as we are saying we are really praying God to really bless the project which uh, Simon Peter and the team is working on trying to record uh, the word of God into audios so at least we can help those people like living in the camps to give them and also we have some of our friends who are soldiers they are on the battlefield they cannot get time to read the Bible but at least they can get time in the night to listen to the word so any contribution toward this can be a big big blessing and pray that this project can come out successful so it can be a blessing to many people God bless you all (laughs)
3: Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight.
0: Nightlight. Jikisa, before you go, I remember that a couple of years ago, before you went to Congo, you formed a Congolese band, and you learned to play the guitar very well. You can also sing, and you recorded an album of songs that you composed. So. Let's close the show with one of those nice Congolese songs.
1: Yeah, I had to produce this song. As we said also, we are really working hard on see how we can help people to be happy, to transform the minds of people, to make the world a better place despite of the challenges the world is facing. So that is why I had to produce this song and the album was called Nayoki Sango. Nayoki Sango, it is Lingala, which means... uh, I've had the good news. So, despite of all the bad news around the globe, we are there to give to the world a hope, which is only in Christ, which is not a seeking sound. So, we are there with this album, at least to give people hope and despite of all those things which are happening we always ask different radio stations to play that song because it has a very beautiful message in lingala that there is still hope in christ who is there despite all the challenge he always gives peace unto his people so that is the album which we are having now in hand
3: Papá oh, ay, yo papá oh, ay, yo papá oh Nayo kisango eh, papá nayo kisango eh Sango nayo eh, ay, lupio bate Papa, oh, ay, papa, papa, eh, ay, papa, ay, papa, oh, papa, eh, sango eh, papa, sango. Sango, eh, eh, sango, papa, yow yow sango, papa, sango, papa, Nayo kisango papa, kango yow yow sango, yow na eh, papa, 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 Ay, papa. Oh. Ay, papa, eh. papa, you are papa, so wonderful. papa, papa, you are so amazing. I'm a sunshine, I'm a baby, I'm a best